This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Write it down. Another prediction comes true. How many of my predictions have come true uh, over the years? So you All have of one them? here. We'll All have to of add them? this. Yeah. So what? Yeah. Uh, one. One prediction now. <laughs> I don't make it. a lot of predictions. No, that's actually. not really our game. It's really a Glenn game. <laughs> that's Glenn, more a Glenn Beckian thing. No yeah. one is more impressed about his predictions than Glenn Beck. Uh, and uh, we, I don't. I, I guess we make predictions occasionally. Occasionally, but uh, I, I don't. I don't make. We a did big, predict the wall wouldn't be built. That's true. That's true. And then we, we did predict. Hey, that. When we make predictions like that, what do we do? We put we, our money where our mouth our is, money, or our underwear, where our or mouth our is. underwear, we're we in our mouth. Actually, so ninety-five percent um, of the wall needs to be built. Yeah. Someone said that we said ninety at one point, which oh. I wouldn't say is completely impossible, though I don't remember it. Huh. Um, so if someone can dig that up, I mean, you know, we'll stand by whatever we said. I know. Yes, that, we will. Ninety uh, percent. I mean, of it'll the wall be easily found. Being built, and by the way, uh, some people are trying to scam us on this one. Mm-hmm. No, he doesn't get credit for the part of the wall that's already built. No. 90% of what's not no. built needs to be built. Right, thank you. Yes. I mean, again, wall, <laughs> wall, not, we built a virtual fence. No, wall, big, physical, beautiful wall. With a big, beautiful door in it. Yes. So people can come legally. His promise. Uh-huh. What, what, if he does his promise. Uh-huh. And you know what? We took him literally. <laughs> uh, not seriously. Well, both. Seriously um, and yeah. literally. Yes. Uh, on this one. So he needs to actually live up to it. But, you know, that's a high standard of underwear. Um, you know, as you would, you'd assume we'd make that a little bit difficult for him to actually achieve. But... I don't mind that. I mean, yeah, come be. on. There should be a high degree of difficulty here. He, he was the one that made the promise. We're just the ones who don't believe it. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. Uh, but one of my predictions, one of my thoughts has always been, I don't know if it's a prediction, but enforce the freaking law. 
Okay? We don't even need new immigration laws. We already have laws in place. We just ignore them. Enforce the law. Secure the border. And then you do something about those who are here. Uh, you, you take away incentives to be here. And it works every single time. Started in, we were just talking about this a minute ago. It started in Hazleton, Pennsylvania, where they enforced the law. And, and natural deportation happened. Self-deportation happened. Yeah. They, they went to other cities where they were more friendly to them. They went to other states or they went home. But if you went on a national basis and you said, look, we're serious about immigration. We want you to come, but we want you to come legally. So if you're not coming legally, I'm sorry. Don't we're, come. We're, we're not going to be welcoming to those who break our laws. And that's the first act they do in our country. Sorry. Um, in fact, I'm not sorry because every country in the world defends their borders except us. Everybody does it. So now the story is just on the threat, because Trump hasn't done anything yet, but he talked tough on immigration. Just that has helped. Illegal border crossings, according to uh, Customs and Border Protection, are uh, plummeting. They actually use the word plummeting. It's a 40% drop in illegal, illegal crossings from January to February. That's an amazing statistic. 40% already, and we haven't even taken a step yet. We haven't even done anything yet. Yeah, and, you know, you, I guess you give, because, I mean, Trump hasn't actually done anything. On I think you give Trump credit for at give, least talking tough on it. Does the tough talk? The question I would have here, because I Shows think the tough, serious, right? Right. I think the tough talk works for a time. Yeah, right. 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 If you don't actually, I mean, you know, you're keeping DACA in, um, you know, you're, he hasn't done. Shh, don't tell them that. Well, I mean, he's. Maybe they haven't heard it yet. Okay. Uh, DACA has been repealed. And, uh, yeah, I think the tough talk works. The question is, does it work long term? It it won't. I mean, they'll they'll have have to to see us backing something up. You know, we got to back up our word. But right right now it's helping. If you're an illegal immigrant, uh, you've been looking at coming to America. It's been, uh, like Eddie Murphy. Uh, and uh, it's been a coming it's excellent to America. <laughs> That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had its moments. Mm-hmm. It had its moments. Oh, um, but it, uh, if you're thinking about coming to America and you realize that we treat it like a speeding ticket or less for multiple decades, and now you think like, well, if I come now, I can get in because they haven't done anything yet. But in six months, they might start really enforcing this, and then I'm screwed. We're tougher on speeding tickets than yes, we, we are, are on, on immigration. As you would know. I've paid many, many fines. You have hundreds have, of them. <laughs> I paid thousands of dollars in fines for my speeding tickets they're not paying anything right there's no penalties for breaking in illegally and as long as they see that and they understand that and that's how we treat it they're gonna of course they're gonna keep doing it of course so just the talk top the the tough talk has helped the situation um border the border agency uh called the the drop unprecedented so uh that's great i mean I'm going to give Trump all the credit for that because he's the only person in in the campaign, really, that talked anywhere near tough on immigration. And and until we get serious in on the it, primary, I mean, I, I think there was a, there was plenty of people who took it seriously in the primary. I don't know that anybody else was really talking about it as their major issue. He he's the one who sort of adopted it. I think right. he fell into it, but he yeah, did he adopt. Absolutely it. fell into it, oh, and, no and, and that's the, that we proved a long time ago. When yeah, you look at yeah. his an, an announcement speech, he barely talked about it at all. 
<laughs> it was the only true. thing he said about immigration in that speech was the rapist thing. And it thing. was way into it. He didn't leave. Yeah, it, right? it was like his 60th issue we talked about. Yeah. And in the thing, he's, he's like, ah, you know, there's senators or rapists and stuff. So, by the way, and then so the media is like, rapist, rapist. And then he just adopted it as his issue. I mean, it really, uh, I that is know, how this happened. I honestly believe that because he's never been oh, this way on immigration. He's never been this way but before. But they forced his back up against the wall, and so he fought for that point, even though I don't know if he believes it. Yeah, he, I, mean, I mean, I think he may have believed it at some level, but I think he Maybe. thought it was appealing to the base. Yeah. And, he, and if he backed off on it, he'd look like he was backing off on his first major speech. So he just said, screw it, I'm just going to go with it. And, and make, then tur- he, he and turned it, it into belief. And it worked. Oh, absolutely. Time. Make no mistake, he knows how to play the crowd. So yeah, when the yeah. crowd was there, man, he grabbed out. You bet. But the crowd didn't respond to that at the speech. It wasn't until right. after right, the right, media right. No, reacted no, multiple days later that it became right. a big talking point for him. I mean, that's an inf- a fascinating uh, point of that campaign. You know, they write these yeah. uh, books after each campaign. Uh, Halper and Mark Halper and writes them sometimes, McKay Coppins. That moment, I hope they fo- put some focus on that because it really is interesting that it was not his issue. Now, trade with China was a big issue in that speech. Uh, and he did mention Mexico when it w- was talking about trade, but he was not talking about illegal immigration other than that really quick, brief moment. It's something like, I can't remember what it was. It was something like 40 words or of a, you know, 2,000-word speech or something. We actually worked out, because he just didn't care. Mm-hmm. It was not a big issue. It was a throwaway line mm-hmm. that just got picked up by the media that made him talk about that. However, you're right. It became a big moment. Um, while other people talked about it, they talked about it uh, not as big. A, it wasn't as big a percentage or certainly as much as the coverage. You know, Trump got all the coverage on that issue. Um, you know, people yeah. like Cruz were saying, wait a minute, I have been fighting for this for a long time. Uh, you know, Rubio was a guy who was Gang of Eight style. He was the type of guy that people were saying, well, wait a minute, he might do something like DACA. Well, now you have Trump and he's keeping it. I mean, he's doing the thing that you thought would be the thing you'd be scared of out of a Rubio presidency, <laughs> and Trump's actually doing it. However, the but tough it's a good thing now because they does, knew they knew he was going to do that do that the whole time. Oh, they knew the whole time. Oh, now. they knew the whole yeah, time, and they wanted him to do <laughs> yeah, it, but um, he had to do that. <laughs> but the point okay. is, though, the tough talk does mm. seem to have an effect, yep. at least initially, uh, on the border crossings. And another part of this is border agents are not- not- uh, noticing the coyote fees, uh, the fees to smuggle someone across the border, have shot up. The market for, hey, I can get you across the border, it's a lot more expensive now to get an immigrant across the border. Uh, Those two things are indications they believe, at least initially, the tough talk has worked. Whether if he backs it with action, I think it will continue to work. You know how much it costs these guys to get across the border with a coyote? I I think the average uh, that I've heard, and this was years ago, was like $7,000. So we're told that they can't feed their families, they they can't do any of these things. Um, because they don't have any money, they're poor, they're dirt poor, and they're looking for a better life in America. What if you took that $7,000 and applied it to uh, food for your family? What if you took that $7,000 in Mexico, which is going to get you quite a ways. Yeah, like a 16 houses. Uh, and bought a house. Yeah. I mean, I, it doesn't even make sense, a lot of what they say. Where are they, how- get, where are they getting the money? Where are they getting the money? I, I don't know, because these coyotes are not cheap. No. I, I did, now, is there a, a situation, a, a, a bit of indentured servitude that occurs in which they, they come over and while they're working and they're sending money to the coyotes instead of sending it to their families, they're not even getting the benefits I, of if, the border crossing? I, I was, I've been told that they have to pay them up front. Up front. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, are coyotes going to trust you to make payments? 
maybe. Uh, maybe, because maybe they threaten you, they're, they're going to kill you and your family or whatever if you don't. But uh, I think mostly it comes up front. But this is good news. 40% drop in illegal crossings in the last uh, two months. So that, that's great. I'll take it. Um, meanwhile, we were just talking about this at the end of the radio show. A couple of new polls showing massive majorities. I mean, unbelievable majorities yeah. that favor new infrastructure spending. This is uh, interesting. And I, I, if you didn't hear the radio show, I have, uh, you know, I, I uh, as you may know, I'm a little bit of a polling geek. Um, and I'm a little skeptical of these polls being this high. Um, we're talking about 90%. Do we have the actual numbers? Do you have this, the, the graphs of these by any chance? Uh, 90%. Um, support 89 to 9 among the overall population, 87 to 9 among Republicans. Uh, oh, here they are. Yeah, here this is the little. Sorry, it's not even a graph. It's just the stats. A uh, 90 to 8 overall, 90 to 7 among Republicans, 90 to 7 among Democrats, and 91 to 8 among uh, Independents. Uh, when you're talking about that, doesn't even make sense to me. It doesn't even make sense. Uh, it's incredible. Are you kidding me? No. 90 is it 90 percent of Republicans want this? Yeah, that's the poll. I mean, that's incredible. Um, and again, you know, the one thing I will throw to sh- wow. throw a little polling flag on this, the question verbatim is, do you support or oppose increasing federal spending for roads, bridges, mass transit or other infrastructure? Not putting the number in there is pretty important because, yeah. I mean, it, you know, yeah. you might say increasing the average person doesn't think of, well, they're already spending multiple hundreds of billions of dollars on this. Do we want more? They're thinking to themselves, well, we need to keep spending on infrastructure. We need to keep spending additional money on infrastructure. Well, we do that every year anyway. This is, a, this is on top of that we're talking about. And so that, it makes it a little bit misleading. But, I mean, this is what's interesting here is uh, uniform support from, all, from Democrat, Republican, Independent. Uniform support, 90, 90, 91% of support. That's incredible. You don't see that on almost anything. I mean, I can't think of an issue where I could get 90% in a poll right now. I can't even think of one. I mean, you're talking about, I mean, uh, can you think of one off the top of your head? No. No. I mean, I've never uh, seen that kind of overwhelming Yeah, it does occasionally happen, I guess, but it's very rare. I mean, even things that are incredibly 90 popular. Per, I don't think 90% of Americans think we went to the moon. Yeah, I, I know it, it was about it's like 6%, 89 or 86 yeah. Yeah. or something. Um, uh, and we have the uh, the other one. For, this is from C- CNN. I thought I thought this was the Quinnipiac one, but that was uh, Quinnipiac. Here's CNN. Uh, yeah, here it is. I mean, seventy two twenty. I thought I think the sources might be reversed on this. Uh, to be honest about it, but it's seventy two twenty five, seventy nine nineteen, and eighty seven to ten. Um, I don't know that that's actually CNN. To be honest, I thought the Quinnipiac one. Uh, was the one with the... Republicans. But whatever, it doesn't matter. 87 to 10 approved. Yeah, and that's the thing. The, the important part of this one... It's more it's than more. Democrats. It's more. Look at conservatives. This is and again, why? Because Trump has proposed it. Liberal, moderate, conservative. Liberals, wow. we all know, love infrastructure Jeez, support, support. 71, 25, they say. Wow. Uh, but there's 84% of conservatives agree with it. 84 to 14 It just shows that these titles, principles, mean nothing, nothing to the vast majority Zero. of people. Uh, you know, the fact that you're here watching the show every day and, and watching The Blaze, you know, maybe you're in this group of people who make decisions outside of these teams, but almost nobody does. You're alone. That whole we surround them thing, dead. Remember that thing? <laughs> Eric Glenn on TV. Barely. Hey, we surround them. No, no we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> I mean, look. I think there's a, a natural instinct to just go with your guy. And right now, Trump is pretty popular among Republicans, much more popular than he was even during the, uh, the campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so while he's here and he's got the glow of popularity with his own party, 
they're going to agree with anything he says. And I, that, I, that may very well it? not be you, and certainly most of the people in that poll would not admit to that. But honestly, <laughs> the re- Republicans love Russia. Republicans love infrastructure spending. Mm-hmm. Republicans love uh, uh, universal health care. Republicans love almost every single thing. They, they, like, they hate free trade. He should, he should, he uh, should mean, propose a tax increase. I, uh, I bet you gonna, anything he'd get support from Republicans <laughs> on that. Would. If he came he out would. right now and was like, you know what, 39.6, not high enough. It should go to 45. People would agree with it. Republicans. And you know who would disagree? Democrats. Mm-hmm. They'd all say, oh, is this all? I mean, not, it's, they're looking at the rich aren't paying their fair share. They would, they, they would mm-hmm. say the same thing, but it would not matter. Policies are completely separate from politics. They are not even a part of it anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know when that started. I mean, I, I could give you the... Um, do, do we have it here by any chance, Marissa, uh, in the control room? Do we have that... Um, I think I sent it to you. The the separation, the uh, the the margins of victory. Yeah, um, the full screen right here. Well, but that's exactly stunningly what high just, political polarization. It's literally the next thing on the front. It's, it's literally, literally on, the next thing. It's literally right in front of Good. your face. Good. Good. Thank you for that, Marissa. Look at this. This is exactly what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It, it, the, what you're seeing here is the margins of victory by county in the United States. You see, back in 1992. Um, the very bottom, the uh, orange, is a 50-point margin. So somebody wins by 79 to 20, right? It's over mm-hmm. 50 points. Uh, then a 40-point margin is the lighter orange. As it gets lighter, lighter, um, the percentage of counties, um, the yellow is 20 points. Okay, so that's the... So in 1992, about 38% of re- uh, counties were won by 20 points or more. Polarized counties, we'll say. Mm-hmm. You know, one side or the other. That has increased from 38 to 61 since 1992. Wow. So almost uh, the vast majority of races now are decided by over 20 points in these counties. Um, and that is a, a big deal because you're seeing now with, with uh, um, the stupid term that I can't stand, that when you redraw the lines... Um, um, counties and, oh yeah, uh, gerrymandering. Dis- gerrymandering isn't exactly related to this, but it's 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 similar. But you're just seeing more and more pol- polarization. Mm-hmm. They're not re- you know they're not redrawing the lines of the counties every every four years. Um, but you know that is also part of why so many of these congressmen all stay in power forever. Mm-hmm. I mean that is incredible. Look at this. You have now have about twenty, let's uh, say twenty two percent of races in the United in counties in the United States have a 50 point margins that means you're almost you almost don't know anyone who believes the opposite you know you're talking say 80 to 20 type margins i mean all, most people you meet are going to be that are going to agree with you and you go to there are very few now uh, under 40% of counties where really there's even a close call we all live around you know people that typically agree with us um, and, uh, and, and we were, of course, in the minority of these places when we lived up north. So, I mean, that's uh, changed. And what did we do? We moved down south. That's uh, what we did. Uh, yeah, because uh, we like those policies. It, mm-hmm. it, and it becomes more and more about teams. It's more and more about, you know, whether, mm-hmm. you know, whether your guy is doing it or not. And, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't get into this for that nonsense. I, I don't care. I don't care. If, seriously, if, if Donald Trump starts coming out and saying, I want a tax increase... And then, you know, Nancy Pelosi says, well, I'm not going to agree with Trump. I want a tax decrease. I'm going to support Nancy Pelosi in that mo- in that point. <laughs> I don't think the vast majority of Republicans would agree. I- in the end, 
in the end, they'd wind up siding with Trump over Nancy, over Nancy Pelosi in that scenario. Now, that scenario is not going to happen. I'd love to see it happen. I'd love to see. Yeah, I kind of would too. I, I'd but, like just as a social experiment. Can you get a better social it. experiment than infrastructure no. spending, though? I, I, can you, you get a better one than uh, than Russia? Seventy percent of people all of a sudden think that Russia is our friends. Can you get a better uh, that one we used the other day? Evangelicals believe only 30 percent of evangelicals say, you know what, uh, if you do all sorts of crap in your private life, you can't do your public duties. That goes to 72 percent when Trump becomes the nominee. Seventy two from 30 to 72. Did the Bible change in those five years? (laughs) No, it's I don't think it did. It's unbelievable. I'd like to see him. Another great thing to see and put this to the test would be his abortion stance changing. Yeah. Going back to being uh, pro-choice. Well, you know, Let's I got to say. Let's see uh, that. Put that to the real test. I bet you're seeing major movement in gay marriage Jeez, right now. man. I bet uh, you are. I bet you're seeing major mo- movement uh, in, in gay rights issues uh-huh. because Trump is very supportive. And, and I would say... Uh, Absolutely. The most pro-gay rights president to ever take office. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, he's probably to the right of Barack Obama, but Barack o- not of Barack Obama of 2009. Um, he's to the right of Barack Obama 2016, 2017. Um, but he's not right to the right of Barack Obama 2009. Uh, he's to the left of Barack Obama 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I bet you those things are all changing. And I just don't understand what motivates it. Why the hell? I don't know. Do you care if the Republicans are supporting? It's Why does that in- blind allegiance to everything Trump? Everything or, or, or everything? Yeah, I mean, but I mean, this is, I mean, look, Breitbart, for example, bashed Paul Ryan the entire time and basically mm-hmm. wanted him executed uh, politically, uh, executed, and I use the politically in, in only air quotes. Um, executed because of his, the stances he took back in the campaign. Now he's agreeing with Trump. Even Breitbart is critical of this health care bill, yet still it's going to get 80% support of Republicans. It still will. I, I mean, I, you know, I don't know what you do. I honestly, I don't know. I, you cannot uh, move your country forward policy-wise when no one cares about policies. Mm-hmm. Everyone only cares about their person. It's as if you're in some sort of like Taylor Swift versus her current boyfriend battle and you just stick with whatever side you're on. I just what I'm with Taylor. Valley? Well, yeah, I'm with Taylor. Obviously, you never you always side with Taylor. I'm in her squad, and I part of her. You're part of the Tay Tay uh, squad. Part of the yeah, mm-hmm. I'm in the squad. Team take uh, squad Tay Tay. Uh, y- yes, I guess. <laughs> don't guess. You've been reading about squads all the week. <laughs> we all know it. <laughs> uh, I don't well, know the Tay Tay thing. That's not familiar to me. But but the squad sure. part. I'm no, 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 no. It's not familiar to Pat. Yeah, yeah, it's no. not familiar. Uh, something I am familiar with is the air in your home, and it's really polluted. Could <laughs> Wait, be as much the, as five times more polluted than the air outside. You're familiar with the air in my home? I, well, no, I'm familiar with the air in Jeffy's home. It's about 150 times more polluted than the air outside. I for sure am not part of the Tay-Tay club. You really desperate. Just come across, Lee. Just, we all know you're bringing this stupid. You just walk over here and bring it. Stop stopping in front of Jeffy. Just bring it over. And again, I don't know that I need to hold this every single time. We want you to hold it this time. But uh, I'll hold it this time. There we go. All right. I'm surprised that you didn't set it right here. I mean, we can talk about it without. People don't know what it looks like other than the picture behind us. (laughs) It's the picture is behind us, directly behind us. Okay, here it is. 
This is the Alexa Pure. Right here, this little line, this line tells you uh, when it is actually filtering air. So a lot of times you get... Uh, now I'm not doing the pat hand gesture thing that he did yesterday. We're not doing this again. Um, but this line, it, it turns blue when you plug it in. I bet if we plugged it in right now, it would be red as anything. Oh, well, Jeffy's in uh, here. Because Jeffy's in here. It, but it, would filter, it filters out the Jeffy, uh -huh. is what it does. Uh, I don't know what the percentage is. Uh -huh. It's like 99.99% of toxins. I don't know if they That's include the Jeffy in that, but... Uh, it'd be difficult. I think the Alexa Pure Breeze can ha handle it. Honestly, you know who needs this more than anybody in the world is your wife, Amber. I know. Because I know. she's got to deal with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's... But that doesn't... So anyway, then it turns blue when it actually gets it clean. There's a feature on top. You've got modes here, um, which has... Uh, you can set it for times. So if you want to set it, uh, you know, like before you come home, you can just turn it on then. They no, also have... See. Like, if Jeff, you know Jeffy's coming home from work in two hours. You, you just turn it on the two-hour <laughs> setting. Uh, mode, you've got uh, clean. you got the auto and the silent, which yeah. is nice. The silent yeah. is like, you, I mean, literally silent. And then the auto is it'll turn on and off when only when you need it so it's not running constantly uh, so you'll save electricity plus it actually cleans your air it's got an innovative four stage filtration process mm -hmm. including as pat has pointed out many times huge the fan true of hepa filter gosh i love them i love the true hepa filters you ever have a false hepa filter uh no, well i have yeah uh but not now because i've that. got the alexa pure breeze and you can pick that up today for only 199.95 start to breathe easy again get rid of those allergens in the air and all the junk 888-895-7746, 888-895-7746, or online at getalexapure.com. That's online at getalexapure.com. Coming up, we have a spoons today, and it's a very important one um, because we've got a lot of donuts. I don't know, uh, I mean a lot of donuts. Ooh, from the big one? Not the big one, not the big donut you wanted okay. the other day, but this is another specialty donut place that has like crazy donuts. Nice. What kind of crazy donuts? Uh, you know, all sorts of bizarre cereal flavors, and uh, I mean, mm. I saw some of them. They look amazing. It's like, really? yeah, you know, they're ridiculous donuts. Great. Um, okay. So I'm going to try that. Look forward to uh, that. That's coming up. No and doubt. I actually, and I would like to get your analysis on this. Uh, my son has informed me recently mm. um, that uh, donuts are not a treat. Because I said, you know, he wanted a treat at one time, and I said, uh, well, we can get it. We want a donut or something. He goes, Daddy, donuts aren't a treat. That's breakfast. It's <laughs> a smart kid. That's a smart kid. Is that way you get the donut and, and something sweet afterwards? Right. Like he wanted, yeah. then he wanted a donut and a treat afterwards. That's, that's brilliant. Yeah. Jeffy, why are you looking skeptical know. on this? I thought I you'd know. be a big supporter. Anytime you turn down a donut, it doesn't feel right. No, well, you don't I, have to he, turn down the donut. You just say that's not the treat. That that's part count. of my breakfast. Like candy is a treat, uh -huh. right, for him. Ice cream is a treat. Donut's just a normal food. That's just a meal. <laughs> All right. So, like, you know, it's like saying, like, I would like a salad or I would like a donut. Those are mm -hmm. in the same category to him. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <laughs> so he, I mean, you've actually had him checked now because he's, he's smart enough. I, I think so, right? He's expanding. Uh, he's expanding the amount of treats he can have. I mean, that's genius. By denying donuts are a treat. Yeah. That's pretty smart. That's smart. That's pretty smart. He's getting That's there, genius. I guess. All right. Here's a, this is really good in light of what came out this week uh, from WikiLeaks about the CIA spying on you. Here is how to tell if you're vulnerable to CIA hacking tools. WikiLeaks recently made an announcement that the Central Intelligence Agency has a large cache of spy tools that they can use to hack into phones, computers, and even televisions. Here's how you can tell if you're vulnerable to these spy tools. To see if your address is located in the affected area, go to the website maps.google.com and type in your address. If it shows up, that means you're in the affected area. 
Again, that's maps.google.com. Here's a map of the affected areas. Next, to see if your cell phone is vulnerable to the Central Intelligence Agency hacking tools, simply go to Google and search for cell phones made after 2003 and press enter. If your cell phone shows up on this list, you may be vulnerable. Finally, to find out whether or not your laptop is vulnerable to snooping by spy agencies, all you have to do is go to the manufacturer's website and look up the make and model number to see if it has a feature called Wi-Fi. Again, <laughs> W-I-F-I. If it has Wi-Fi, you're vulnerable to hacking. That is really good. That's funny. That's really yeah, funny. It sucked me in. I, I was like, I don't oh, know. I'm interested to see if I'm vulnerable. <laughs> I am. <laughs> you uh, are. I am. I am, too. <laughs> I am, too. That's a, What a coincidence. Wow, Jeffy is... Uh, actually, no, Jeffy has a Jeffy's not. He's not, uh, no, he's not vulnerable. So. <laughs> He's probably the one doing the hacking. He didn't live in the colored part of the world, nor does he have any of the technology. No, not so at all. He's fine. So he's fine. You're fine, right? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, talking about this Obamacare thing, let's uh, sweep this up. Mike Lee uh, had a couple of comments on uh, what we should do with Obamacare. Mm. And, and this is such a weird thing because the process of doing this is so utterly arcane. And uh, I, I, mean, I don't know how anybody understands it. And I will say this, once again, this is a terrible rollout from the Trump administration. Yeah. Again, a terrible, mm-hmm. terrible. Now, again, we said over and over again that the, 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 uh, the travel ban thing was not that big of a deal, but it was such a terrible rollout. This is a terrible rollout. They needed to go to the people and say, look, we have to do this just so you know. This has to happen in three steps. And this is why we're going to do it in three steps. Before any of us even see the bill, they should at least explain the process a little bit. What we're getting here is like, I mean, it's a disaster. And uh, so here's Lee talking about this a little bit, and we'll talk more about the process afterwards. Watch. So just to be clear, are you for repeal, but not yet replace? Where are you on that? I'm for repeal. Look, we've been waiting for seven years for the opportunity to repeal Obamacare. We waited for the election in 2010, where we got the majority in the House. In 2014, where we got the majority in the Senate. In 2016, where uh, we've now got a Republican in the White House as a result of that election. This is not the repeal bill that we've mm-hmm. been waiting for for all these years. It's for this sure. is a huge opportunity that's been missed, and it's a, it's a step in the wrong direction. What we need to do is repeal the bill and mm-hmm. then bring about an iterative step-by-step process, one in which we can put the American consumer, uh, the patients and doctors, back in charge of their own health care decisions rather than having them made by government bureaucrats in Washington. How can any Republican argue with that? No kidding. It's, it's impossible for me to get my head around. I, I, how can any Republican disagree with that? I mean, but, you know, Lee is <laughs> not a typical. I mean, he's just not a Republican, right? Lee is a guy who cares about policy. Uh-huh. He's one of like four. And he's talking a freaking foreign language. And to seriously, the there people. might be four senators who are like Mike Lee. Yeah, I mean, uh, there might be. Ma- Rand maybe. Paul, yeah. uh, Mike maybe. Lee, Ted maybe Cruz. Ted. Uh, uh, Ben Sass. Uh, mm. There's not a lot of them. No. Nope. There's not a lot of them these days. Um, nope. uh, so uh, let's, here's the, uh, you know, because one of the complaints is you're going to take all these people off of health care. They're going to be dead people in the streets piled up at high, like 400 deep. Yeah. 400 deep all, all over town. Just piles of 400 people piled dead on top of each other wherever you go right. in every town. <laughs> Okay, well, well, that's true. That seems bad. Obviously, so but, obviously, uh, we can't we can't repeal it. No. Then. Well, that's the question here, and here's how Mike Lee answers it. Okay. Well, you know the folks who look at this and say repeal first or repeal only at this point say you're going to leave millions without a plan. There's going to be no direction if we if we put off Tell the replacement the part of this. It's going to be just like the all the people? funding cliffs that we get to. It won't get done on time, and we're going to have another crisis when we get to this end of the period where we're supposed to have the replacement in place. It's bad PR for the GOP if it looks like millions of people are going to be left with nothing. 
Shannon, the problem with that talking point is that it's false. It, it ignores the fact Bless that there's a two-year delayed implementation provision in the repeal bill that would give us more than enough time that we need to figure out what comes next under Obamacare. The other Obviously. problem with that talking point is that it basically plays into a, a similar mindset that Nancy Pelosi used seven years ago when Obamacare was passed, when she famously or infamously by now said, in essence, you've got to pass this thing to find out what's in it. Uh, look, what we want is to avoid the same mistakes that were made when the Affordable Care Act was passed into law, when it was crafted by a, a small handful of lawmakers and staff behind closed doors, brought forward, rushed through uh, without adequate input from the American people in this 2,700-page comprehensive bill. I'd rather see us repeal in one fell swoop and then move forward with a step-by-step -step process to bring about the reforms so, we need. So I love you, Mike. I love, first of I all, love I you, love Mike, Mike Lee. Mike, love I love him. you. Secondly, I don't understand, again, Ugh. the process is confusing to me. I've heard multiple times Man. they can't just re they can't do what Mike, Mike Lee just said because yeah. they, you need 60 votes to do that, and they're not going to get 60 votes. So they have to do it through this three-step reconciliation process where basically what that does is you basically have to tweak the budget rather than actually repealing the Use rules. Use the nuclear option. Right. They did. Yes, it was for a judge. It wasn't for a bill. I don't care. They did it. Just do the same thing to them that they did but to us. But he doesn't seem to be suggesting that. No, That's he, not he what doesn't. Mike Lee is saying. No. And Mike Lee is he's such so a process guy yeah, that he must know. Yeah, it uh, can be done. That it can be done. But I don't. I, we maybe we should get him on and have him answer these questions. Right. Because yeah, I, that's a good idea. I, I don't understand. You know, I, I, you hear, you read five different sources. You get five different answers on this. I, you know, look, they can definitely. We can confirm this. Definitely do better with the process they're using than what they've done. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope that's what the negotiation uh, comes to here. Uh, hopefully they can move this serious distance to the right. You're not going to get a perfect bill. I get that. But this is a, this is a crap heap. Get me from a D plus to a B minus, will you? Can you believe they're using that perfect bill crap just like the Democrats did? Oh, yeah, of course. It's not a perfect bill, but it's, it's a good bill. It's, a it's never going to be a perfect bill. It can't be perfect. We're not, nobody's perfect. It's not a perfect bill. No bill is perfect. We can't get perfect. If you want perfect, you're going to have to go to heaven. We don't have perfect here. This isn't perfect, but it's pretty good. It's kind of nice. It's going to help people, but we can't get a perfect And we're getting the same freaking thing from the Republicans now. Mm -hmm. It drove me out of my mind in 2009. It's even worse now because I expect more of these guys. I've stopped, though. Aren't, you're off that bandwagon, yeah, I know. aren't you? Yes. I, yes. Don't, I, I mean, yes. again, we talked about this in the first break. The social experiment we're seeing here could almost never be replicated. You're, you're taking these positions that are exactly the opposite of what everyone argued for for the past 30, 40 years. And because of a couple of personality changes and a mood change in the country, you are seeing all of these people say the exact opposite thing that they've been fighting against. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. And the fact is, they've been trying for more than 30 or 40. They've been trying for 100 yeah. years right on the left, yeah. to get this done. They'd been trying since 1912 under Woodrow Stinkin' Wilson. When Obama said, we've been trying for 100 years to get this bill. We're going to finally get it done. He was right. He was telling the truth about that. That's about the only thing he told the truth on was they had been trying for 100 years. And why didn't they succeed? Because Americans demanded that they not do what they were trying to do. And in 2009, they just ignored that and did it anyway. I, I, so that's where we are. And, and now we've got now we've got the power to get rid of it. And they're and they're not. They're just adding to it. 
Uh, I got an email from... T- we, we should... I'm going to try to find out where this guy gets his information, but he says they're going off of the Obamacare bill and just adding to it and amending the bill itself. That's the reconciliation process. So they can't. It's, that's why I don't understand, because they're if they could just repeal it, they would need to get 60 votes to avoid the filibuster unless they use the nuclear option, which they're not saying they're going to use. Yeah. So the only way that they can they don't get even it, threaten it. They don't even but threaten that's, it. That's the weakling Republican Party for you. They never do that. Yeah, I they don't know. Never I, do that. I don't want that to be a common thing, though. I mean, do you do you just do you just like the filibuster? I, uh, <sighs> do you think it's a bad thing? I like that the Senate can stop things. That when you when you have forty five senators as Republicans, you can stop things, and they used it a lot. Yeah, and it's a good process, and it, it, it works. But I, you know, it's just tempting. I mean, it I, is you know, because this is Reed so bad, disregarded but, everything and went ahead and did it, I know. and and that's how they got all this stuff done. They just did it. They didn't care what anybody else thought. The vast majority of Americans didn't want this. They did it anyway. I just want to get rid of it. I do, too. I just want to get I rid of too. it. I do, too. I do, too. Um, all right, let's take a break. 888 beck is the uh, phone number. Uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, your cell phone uh, because, uh, you know, these are the types of programs we're talking about. The money that goes to, uh, you know, giant liberal organizations, a lot of it comes, for whatever reason, one of the biggest donors to these things are phone companies. They mm-hmm. take your money and they pour it into liberal politicians that will help uh, you know, their industries, but also uh, help values that really hurt you, the, the things that you're fighting for. And Patriot Mobile solves this. Yeah, and they offer nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE. Uh, they've got the, all the competitive prices. In fact, they're lower prices than you're paying right now, and they'll donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice like the NRA or FreedomWorks. Yeah, it's a, it's a big deal. Uh, Patriot Mobile will even buy out your current contract. And, you know, you hear that from phone companies all the time. They're like, here's $8 to buy out your contract. <laughs> well, they're going to find me $150. I think mine uh, at one point was $200. Uh, yeah, that well, sounds right. They basically have just caught all cell phone contracts because they're saying $500. They will pay up to $500. They're going to credit you to uh, to get rid of this contract. And you get to keep your phone number. Plus, you get the great nationwide coverage you get with everybody else while supporting conservative values that you trust. So just pick up the phone and call them now. Patriot Mobile will waive your $35 activation fee if you use the promo code Pat and Stu. So use the promo code Pat and Stu and go to PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu or call 1-800-A-PATRIOT. 1-800-A-PATRIOT. Welcome back. 888 beck is the phone number. Uh, well, this is something I stumbled upon last night, and it's pretty interesting. I- I'm kind of fascinated by the Westboro Baptist Church uh, because they're so freaking nuts, and their belief system is so whacked out. Um, Who are you to say that about someone's religion? Uh, huh. I'm Stu. Uh, wow. I actually do the show here every day. Um, oh, okay. I was so, just yeah. curious. Oh, okay, thank you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so this was pretty interesting. She did a TED Talk uh, in which she talked about how she left the church. This is uh, Megan Phelps Roper. If you know Phelps, that's the that's the name of the Westboro Baptist Church. Fred Phelps was the big guy, and uh, I don't know if he's still doing it or not, but his whole fa- it's mostly his family that is the, responsible for the Westboro Baptist Church. And this is the church that goes around and protests military funerals and terrorism victim funerals and, um, you know, says God hates Jews and God hates gays, and they're awful, awful, awful people. So uh, the, the question here is, though, can you engage with someone like that and actually turn them around? This is one example of yes. Watch. 
In my home, life was framed as an epic spiritual battle between good and evil. The good was my church and its members, and the evil was everyone else. My church's antics were such that we were constantly at odds with the world, Jews and that reinforced our otherness on a daily basis. Make a difference between the unclean and the clean, the verse says, and so we did. From baseball games to military funerals, we trekked across the country with neon protest signs in hand to tell others exactly how unclean they were, and exactly why they were headed for damnation. This was the focus of our whole lives. This was the only way for me to do good in a world that sits in Satan's lap. And like the rest of my ten siblings, I believed what I was taught with all my heart, and I pursued Westboro's agenda with a special sort of zeal. Wow,、mm. it's it's、uh, hard to fathom when. I mean, you might be thinking, well, did you ever read the Bible? <laughs> you know, before you joined on Twitter and started talking to people, did you read the Bible? Shouldn't that have been a clue? Well, and you know, where does it say anywhere that God hates anybody at any time, anywhere? Never. That would、Never. be a big because、yeah. I mean the signs all say the word hate,、right. and He doesn't seem to use it. I mean,、though. their church is all about hate.、Yeah. They hate everybody who who aren't them. Uh, so it's it's was, bizarre to me. I was convinced for a while it was just a it was a bit, like the Westboro Baptist、yeah. Church was a bunch of people who wanted to mock Christianity. Like that's how bad it is. But yeah, I, it I, is. that only that's true now. I, I, there's a documentary I watched about them going inside.、Uh, some guy going inside.、Oh, I can't think of his name. He's got he's the guy doing the new Scientology video、uh, documentary coming out soon, and he went inside the church and spent like a weekend with these people or a couple weeks. Um, and after watching that, I was convinced. Now these people are actually real. Like this is what、mm. they actually believe.、Mm-hmm. Um, here is, a, is how the transition actually started. In 2009, that zeal brought me to Twitter. Initially, the people I encountered on the platform were just as hostile as I expected. They were the digital version of the screaming hordes I'd been seeing at protests since I was a kid. But in the midst of that digital brawl, a strange pattern developed. Someone would arrive at my profile with the usual rage and scorn. I would respond with a custom mix of Bible verses, pop culture references, and smiley faces. They would be understandably confused and caught off guard. But then a conversation would ensue, and it was civil, full of genuine curiosity on both sides. How had the other come to such outrageous conclusions about the world?、Mm-hmm. Uh, she was eventually, she thinks,、uh, kind of forgiven for what she did, and it's hard because she was really a terrible person.、Uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, I think to her own admission.、Um, but、mm. this is how、uh, that came about. The truth is that the care shown to me by these strangers on the internet was itself a contradiction. It was growing evidence that people on the other side were not the demons I'd been led to believe. These realizations were life-altering. Once I saw that we were not the ultimate arbiters of divine truth, but flawed human beings, I couldn't pretend otherwise. I couldn't justify our actions, especially our cruel practice of protesting funerals and celebrating human tragedy. Wow. These shifts in my perspective contributed、mm. to a larger erosion of trust in my church, and eventually, it made it impossible for me to stay. She,、um, in spite of overwhelming grief and terror, <laughs> I left Westboro in 2012. <laughs> in those days, just after I left, the instinct to hide was almost paralyzing. I wanted to hide from the judgment of my family, who I knew would never speak to me again,、mm-hmm. people whose thoughts and opinions had meant everything to me, and I wanted to hide from the world I'd rejected for so long, 
people who had no reason at all to give me a second chance after a lifetime of antagonism. And yet, unbelievably, they did. I really like her. She's, you know, she had very little chance to have a decent life at the beginning because she was indoctrinated from the time she was a toddler. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were poisoning her mind with this slop, this filth, for her entire life. And then she starts getting out on her own and experiencing the world and interacting with other people other than her dumb family. And she pulls out of it. That's, I mean, to her great credit. She's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a hard that's great. She's, she's obviously, to grow up in that environment, I think you kind of just assume she'd be a bumbling idiot. And yeah. She's well-spoken right. and seems to be smart. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that didn't just happen since seems she left the church. Seems to now be loving, which is odd. caring. Yeah, very yeah. strange. Let's watch this last clip real quick, uh, talking about how her whole experience has shaped her worldview. That period was full of turmoil, but one part I've returned to often is a surprising realization I had during that time that it was a relief and a privilege to let go of the harsh judgments that instinctively ran through my mind about nearly every person I saw. I realized that now I needed to learn. I needed to listen. This has been at the front of my mind lately, because I can't help but see in our public discourse so many of the same destructive impulses that ruled my former church. Mm-hmm. We celebrate tolerance and diversity more than at any other time in memory, and still we grow more and more divided. We want good things, justice, equality, freedom, dignity, prosperity. But the path we've chosen looks so much like the one I walked away from four years ago. Mm. We've broken the world into us and them, only emerging from our bunkers long enough to lob rhetorical grenades at the other camp. Her, we write uh, off half the country as out-of-touch liberal elites, or racist, misogynist bullies. No new... Her her family won't even talk to her now, other than her sister who came out of the church with her. 888-727-BECK. More Pat and Stu coming up. Tell me that's just not going back, though. Yeah, Uh, that is. The last part's right. Exactly what he's been talking about. Yep. All right. Well, we don't have time for Jeffy. We, we luckily, uh, we we ran out. Oh, we, we got another. We got another hour of the show. Yeah, yeah, we got another hour of the show. We're all jam packed. Really? Next hour. Oh, like no, we have to easy. In fact, we've, we've never had so much stuff. I mean, it's wall to wall. We're jamming five minutes of entertainment into that hour. So, so yeah, we're not gonna have time. Not for gonna you. have time for you. So, um, we do have time for donuts. Uh, ridiculous donuts. donuts right. You're gonna be seeing here in a little bit. And also, there seems donuts. to be a lot of food around this building today, and we have not had any. None of it. So we're gonna go get some. So leave us alone. All right. All right. Let's go. Okay. Bye bye. Uh, go ahead and play the music, and we'll see you next hour. <laughs> oh, just all righty. We're going to get food. Let's go. Yeah, baby.
Pat and Stu. Triple eight seven two seven back. Should we start with the Jeffy segment? Should we should we do it or oh, come on? You're a little busy no, right I'm now. A little busy right now. Stuff in your fat the, face. The Jeffy segment can't happen. Nice. <laughs> I love how we can mock him. I'm actually eating on the air right now, and we're mocking him. Uh, all right. From Fox News, Star Wars: The Last Jedi sneak peek yields some clues. Uh oh, I want to see it. Can we see it? Can we see do, it? I don't think we have the sneak peek. What? Do we? It was only for the shareholders to see. Bastard shareholders. Big fat cats. Fat cat bastards. get all the access. Bastards. What do we get? Nothing. We get, know, here we are just members of the alliance just trying to get some information. So it apparently picks up where, as you would expect, Star Wars <laughs> The Last Jedi leaves off. Imagine they just kind right? of skipped, skipped or the Or where Luke The Force scene. Awakens leaves off. They better not skip the Luke scene. I want to know. I want, it, I want it picking up from the stupid mountain. I don't want any <laughs> skipping. I you, hope so. You know, what I, you know what I found kind of weird about The Force Awakens? They're standing there. She comes up there. He, it's, she's got to be the first person he's seen in years. Right. And he just stands there. <laughs> I, I have a theory on You don't this. even say, how you doing? What are you doing here? Uh, who are, are you? you? Are you delivering? Hi. I mean something. He just. Are you delivering the Chinese? I did. It was a long time ago I ordered. Um, if you're from Domino's, you're, I'm not paying. You're way past 30 minutes. Way past. My theory on this? Mark Hamill is such a terrible actor, they didn't want to ruin the movie by letting him act. That's So they had possible. him sit, stand there, and stare at the camera for 15 seconds, and that's all they gave him. And then J.J. Abrams was like, give Hamill to the next guy. Let him make that into a good movie. Is Abrams not doing this one? Because he's, he's not the director of this next one, right? I don't oh, know. if that's no. true, that's not a good sign. Why would Abrams not do this? I thought he signed on for all of them. I think you've got to be wrong. Please tell me you're wrong. I I thought it was through his production company, but he wasn't actually doing it. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, well, well, okay, they say Star Wars Last Jedi uh, picks up where The Force Awakens left off, right at that peak right there. Uh, Sneak peek at the franchise's eighth installment. Is it really eight now? (laughs) Wow. It is not J.J. directing. I didn't think so. Really? He's like, ah, I got made one. I saved it. I saved it. Guys, remember, I saved it. Now you take it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All he can yeah. do is hurt himself, right, yeah, with another right. movie. So uh, this is interesting because I was just complaining about this. Apparently, it picks up with him with Luke Skywalker asking her, "Who are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Okay, good. Good night. Kinda, Drive safely, everybody. But that makes that scene even weirder, right? Yeah, like, why did he stare at her all it that time? It took him uh, two years to say, "Who are you?" <laughs> Come on. Uh, and she hands him back his long lost lightsaber. Uh, then they, somebody else who saw it tweeted out. I don't want to know. Don't give me. You're not giving me too many details here, are you? Now you've no, already given me the no, first no. line well, in the movie. I'm just telling you who's in it. Is that now you're okay? telling me they're handing each other stuff? I don't want to know anymore. Well, you knew she had the thing in her hand, right? But I didn't know. Maybe she threw it off the and cliff and said, "Go chase it, loser." She steal it from him? No, she's an honest person. Well, I didn't know she was honest. I thought she was corrupt. She's not Westboro Baptist Church. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, Chewbacca's in it. Uh, Leia, Jeffy, you're in it, and Finn. I, you're not that. You're not that hairy or strong. Leia, uh, military what uniform. Are you, clan are you still eating that same brownie? Um, it oh, sure man. is the same brownie stew. Is Tiff's treats a national chain? By the way, I think I think it is all over. Is what a national chain? Tiff's treats. Is it all over? I, I think because it's a na- it's a cookie delivery place. They, so they'll they'll deliver cookies and brownies to your house. Let me tell you something. If if you get because if you get Tiff's treats delivered, the cookies Snickerdoodles are. focus on Snickerdoodles and brownies. Those two are tremendous. Now the rest of the cookies are all good, mm. but those two are. Well, look at this out of this website. World. 
out of this world. Gosh, no, I, my wife would not let me get things from here, so we're going to have to have them delivered here. Oh, Mr. Strong-Willed Man is, doesn't let his wife... That's the first no, time you he's ever let that slip out, no. isn't it? No, no Mr. Dude, I ignore no. my wife no, in every request miss, she has. No. My wife won't oh, the problem with you guys is you don't let your wife tell you what to uh, do. The reason You're that not she real not. men. Uh, the, 19 milk. The reason that she would not let me have this delivered to the house is because she would rather make it in the kitchen. Got it? No, it's still okay. not so, adequate. Wait, hold on. You nice would want try, it delivered, but... and she would say no. That's the outline you're I giving me? I would rather me? make it. She That's would what say, she would say. Your request would be denied by your wife is what you're saying. I just want to make sure I understand the way that would go down. No, I think you do, Stu. I think mm, you I understand think I it quite it. clearly. <laughs> I think I nailed it. Okay, the last uh, last Jedi hits uh, theaters December 15th, and then it'll, it'll go by so fast it'll seem like we were just talking about this. Hey, remember back in March when we were talking about this hitting, and, and here it is! And, and one it, a year is nice. And yeah. Because you're getting one actual Star Wars yeah, every two that. years, and then in the off years you're getting the offshoot the movies, shoot. which the first one was great. The next, the next one's supposed one's to be Han, Han Solo, Solo, which I'm in. I'm in. I mean, yeah, I don't definitely. know if it's going to be great, but I'm in. Me too. I am in for these movies. And like, I don't consider myself a Star Wars geek, but I'm, I'll watch every one of these things. I, you know, I don't consider myself a Star Wars geek or what? a Star Trek geek. I'm just, I just like, I just like the, the movies. movies. Like, I just like them. I'm a Rocky geek. Like, I love Rocky. Yeah, I watch, I've watched yeah, all yeah. of them a zillion times. Love I've watched Star Wars a bunch of times, but I don't know. Like, you could... People quote lines. I don't remember them. You know, the, the it, it, I'm a, I'm just a normal fan. Like, there's certain bands I'm like this with, where like, I like the singles. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I'm right. not I'm not reading the backstory books about Star Wars. I don't have the technical diagrams memorized. I don't know all the weird characters' names. I, right. But I I do right. enjoy watching. The you're movies. you're not tweeting about midi chlorians and no. where they come from. No. Right. Yeah. Me neither. No. I don't own the Star Trek. Enterprise technical manual that's 4,000 right. pages. I don't, I don't have that. Although we knew a guy we worked with uh, once, I think it was in Baltimore, and he had the 4,000-page Star Trek Enterprise technical manual that tells you <laughs> the working <laughs> things and how the Enterprise actually operates. Uh, it doesn't It doesn't all. exist. It's, it's actually it's not real. Not real, so it doesn't you know what it is? operate at it's all. It's a little model that sits on a little stand. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, so there you go. All right. <laughs> uh, Emma Watson donates to Planned Parenthood because they're the best. She's such an idiot. I mean, you, I you so get to like these people. You get to like the Luke Skywalkers, yeah, you, sure you know, do. the Mark Hamills of the world, and then you hear them talk, and you're like, why'd you have to speak? Why? Couldn't you just be quiet? If you're going to talk, talk about your movie. Uh, talk about your girlfriend. Talk about your family. Don't talk to me about politics, please. I, it just makes me like you so much less. And isn't that bad for them? Isn't it bad for them? I don't understand. Uh, Emma it feels Watson. Like it would be. Emma Watson, what is she, 20, 21, 20? <laughs> she knows <laughs> Planned Parenthood's the best. Shut up. Thir- uh, 10 times the amount of abortions, 10 times the amount of dead babies than. Women told where to get a mammogram because they don't do mammograms, but that's what they talk about all the time. Cancer screenings, birth control. You know what? Condoms are 20 cents a piece. Okay? 20 cents. Go buy one at a Walgreens. I don't know how much they are. It's been a while since I've purchased I, them. I only know that um, because I just read it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, and one of the cereals you, I was doing. I will, say, I, I will say, you know, they're free at Planned Parenthood. 
they're free. So from, if you can save 20 cents, man, right. it's worth the 500 so million we're paying in taxpayer funds to that place. And it's definitely worth the hundreds of thousands of dead babies. <laughs> yeah, uh, right? Definitely worth that. For, for, if you're going to get a condom for free. By the way, you can get condoms for free all over the place. That's not because they're 20 cents. A lot of places give them away. I'll tell you uh, something. I used to work at a section of Houston uh, called the Montrose where they were laying all over the ground. <laughs> Every morning when I pulled up. I don't think, I don't think it should use those, though, Pat. Some of them had been used, yeah. and they were brand new, so they were probably really cheap then. You could get them yeah. for also almost nothing. They also get used for other things. <laughs> yeah. What, just uh, smuggling drugs? <laughs> no, I don't know about smuggle, but you would, you know, you put some in and, you know. And you what? And you, you, know, you, know, you swallow you know. it or yeah, stick it? Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, uh, they actually do that, don't they? That yeah. is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a lot and of it's the, also unsafe because if that thing bursts and right. all of those well, drugs go into your system, bye bye. And not only smuggling, but I mean, if you're selling, you know, whatever type of drug, you can put it in there, and that's the package you're selling it in. Right. If it's not necessarily all smuggled. Right. See, Jeffy always adds in this type of conversation. He he's the best personality on television. <laughs> yes. I never would have thought of that, but you know what? Drug expert. He's like so it says in right this there. world <laughs> that he just he really does add a lot to these. Let conversations. me ask you this: Now that we've mentioned the. <laughs> The condom bursting and then all that drug right. stuff being released into your system. Would that be a pleasant way to go? I mean, you feel overdose really good of heroin, would you feel like a, an incredible euphoria and then you're dead? Eh, you know, well, actually, That's I mean, I question. don't know since it hasn't happened. To uh-huh. me. <laughs> uh, well, you couldn't overdose because of your size. <laughs> It's just impossible. There's not enough heroin on the market. We could it? inject you with a gallon of heroin and it wouldn't even, I mean, would it even. Would you, even would you feel even it? notice? I mean, I don't even yeah. think tolerance-wise as well. So you don't, I mean, you don't, you don't actually know the answer to that, huh? I wonder if it would. No, Pat, because okay. I couldn't. You've never have it happened to me. Right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, uh, by the way, we haven't mentioned this uh, that much. It's a weird story. I don't know how to cover it, um, but this whole the, the the addiction problems going on in the United States yeah. right now are really bad. Um, it's oh. the old opioid thing, and you know Trump did talk about it a little bit, and it seems to be a real piece of his concern. His and there's a number of states that have uh, are really, really bad. I yeah, mean, the whole country is getting picking up the yeah. pace. Let me give you these stats here in a second. But uh, Trump's brother died of alcoholism, yeah. right? Yeah. So, and he has a pretty, you know, he supposedly never drinks and never does drugs and never has really. Right. Um, good for him. Supposedly, yeah. he was so distraught and learned such a lesson from his brother's death yeah. that it, it really made an indelible it's impression a, on him. It's a turning point, so, and, and it tends to be when you believe possible. someone, right? Yeah. When there's yeah. a, when there's that yeah. pivot point. Yeah. A lot of the things he's changed his opinion on, I, I don't see why he's changed his opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but on that one, I mean, there's a real reason. So uh, that might be a big focus here. And this is these are the stats we talked about off the air yesterday. Back in, like, the 70s when there was a heroin epidemic and it was a big deal. And what was the song? I don't remember the song. Cocaine? No, it wasn't that one. It was Eric a, it was a hero, heroin one. Oh, a Horse With No Name. I don't know which one America? Was. Went Through the Desert on a it Horse. It wasn't that. That's not the one you mentioned. I mentioned it the other day. I, yeah. I can't White remember White Lines? Was. I mean, there's... No, there's a lot. That's I'm cocaine, but it was, mind, heroin. Mind. it was heroin. It was heroin. In the 70, like, Vietnam. Talk about heroin, Pat. Anyway, point is... The only heroin one I know is, is uh, the America song. Um, of course, we'll no Point is, though, it was a big deal at the time. Uh, Nixon was yeah. dealing with it. It was a big deal mm-hmm. uh, around that time. And I believe the number was uh, 1.5 per 100,000 people died of a dr- an overdose of heroin right. in that era. Uh-huh. Um, the crack epidemic was worse, and that rose up to, I think, 2 per 100,000. The current heroin thing, nationwide... This is crazy. ...is 10... It's five yeah. times as On bad as the crack. On all opiates? All opiates. Okay. Um, and part of that is probably prescription drug, right? 
Well, they certainly well, they, they certainly always add that in. Yeah, well, uh, look at Jeffy. and that's that why it's gotten off. so. If you have legitimate, uh, long-term severe pain, this whole phenomenon has made it really difficult. Yes, it has. Right, because really you can't difficult. you can't get the drugs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can. It's just that they you can, they, and, and they make you feel like a drug addict, or or they're difficult to obtain, or you know. And if you really have a medical concern, and and I understand that addiction is a big part of this. But uh, so is pain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is pain. Um, by the way, uh, I think it's West Virginia. The number is 40. 40 for 100,000. Yeah. Well, I mean, so not- that's 20 times as bad as the crack. Oh, my gosh. And, and I've, I'm not wow. quite sure of the, the ratio, but remember, the governor of Maryland issued a state of emergency. Yeah, uh, oh, for that's the, right. For the overdoses. Uh, so. Vermont. Isn't it Vermont? I mean, Vermont is, is another one. Yeah, Vermont or New Hampshire, Hampshire, one of those two is another really hot. Is it around like uh, New Hampshire. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. That's, I mean, that's, in fact, New Hampshire was the one that started Trump on his uh, his campaign. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a big thing. You've already seen some um, pushback on the marijuana stuff uh, from the Trump administration. And, you know, there Good. was a, a libertarian sort of vibe going across the country when it came yeah, to drugs. Sure and this might be turning it back around, um, which you know, I, I you know, I prefer states to make these decisions, honestly. But still, it's uh, you know, it's it's going to be. I think it's going to become a bigger and bigger story. So it's, it's amazing to me how the nation kind of adopts the president's mindset. It sure does. It does to a large extent. That's really true, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, in this country, too, of all countries, I know you'd understand that when I there's know. a king. Really weird. This is a country designed by by people who said the president's not that important. Let's give him some other yeah. give him some other yeah. branches to equal him out. You know, we don't want all someone the pains that they took in the beginning. I know. to avoid all of that. There is no pomp and circumstance. I'm not going to wear a robe. I'm not doing a crown. I'm not calling. You're not. Don't ever refer to me as your Majesty, your Highness, any of that. Mm-hmm. So they removed all the trappings of royalty. All the nonsense that comes with with monarchy and still we're where we are except so you, for a little bit we still have a little bit of that pomp and circumstance a little bit a little but not it's not, not that much compared to other countries it's not tough to take really yeah. you know and, what do you do you no, play no, hail to the chief when he walks in a room okay i'm okay with that yeah i mean there's not much and you know the other part of it is like the, you you're talking about a real celebrity influence where the, yes there's always it's always been a focus people were talking about nixon at the time yeah. people were certainly mm-hmm. focused on the presidency but mm-hmm. more and more all the time and more and more because they become giant celebrities yeah, the barack 20, obama the last was a 20 celebrity. years has, have really changed that yeah I mean, it's, and obviously reagan was a celebrity uh, as well um and it goes back i think we've become so focused on those people i, I think probably since nixon uh, and his scandal um, as 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 they just overwhelm our society, it, it just influences everything, and that's not the design of this country. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to be like that. You're not supposed to be influenced by him. You're supposed to be. He's supposed to be doing what you want. Right. Um, that's right. incredible. <laughs> uh, it, this might be a good place to uh, kick off the Jeffy thing. Let's just. Uh, are you are you ready? Can you do yeah, this? Do you have yeah, any? Yeah. All right. You want to do it? Let's rock and roll. Let's do it. Oh wow. Here are some stories that Jeffy found. Here are some stories that Jeffy found and felt like sharing with us, so we don't have to talk anymore. Uh, first, uh, let me say uh, congratulations to uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, we touched on it uh, at the end of uh, the Glenn Beck radio program, but uh, Donald Trump has been nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Congratulations. <laughs> so silly. Uh, say, I-, I actually believe so that this dumb. is more, this is probably almost and in your Don. face to the Obama but, thing, but also like Rush Limbaugh got one, and like well, every and, time and there's always some weird. Like they names. don't, the Nobel Peace Prize people don't even put out who was uh, who got it or the list of finalists or anything for like twenty or thirty years, I think, or maybe even longer. 
So anyone that their nomination process is like pretty much anybody could be nominated. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of think that's Don and his buddies sitting around at Mar-a-Lago going, well, I'll just nominate you, Don. Yeah, it's like every year there's a story about Rush Limbaugh got it. Like every yeah. year someone mm-hmm. like, you know, a conservative and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe he got a nomination. It's just, you know, anyone could be nominated. I, I have a feeling that's how the Yasser Arafat that's, uh, victory yeah. came about. Somebody nominated him as a joke. Hey, let's do a, a murderous terrorist and nominate him for a peace prize. <laughs> and then he wins. And then he wins, and then they gave it to him. Yeah, that yeah. Would, would not surprise oh. me at all. I wanted to also, uh, we've talked about it off the air uh, the last couple of days, and I still, I feel so bad I want to find a way to get it out of my system. I feel bad for Ed Sheeran. Why? Uh, do you? I mean, look. Yeah, Why? He's, he's pretty high. successful. He's pretty successful, but when Forbes uh, put him on the... The richest rich entertainers list. list. For they yeah. said that he made fifty-seven million dollars. He lost some friends. Oh no! Oh no! no I mean, no. he had to give up his phone because every day he'd wake up and there'd be like messages from friends of his saying, "Hey, uh, I could really use this car." Yeah, I, he said that he would be sent photographs of beautiful cars, <laughs> it's like only sports point cars, and six. stuff. And this is point zero six percent of your income. See, How now, about it? I mean. Come on. Come on! I think that I, th- I think that's Come him on. being a little, little touchy. I will say he 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 said first of all it is hilarious. Legitimately, in the last forty eight hours, Pat Gray has become an Ed Sheeran fanatic. <laughs> like it's incredible. <laughs> You, we had never that was even, my fault. I'd that never was, even heard of him was until last fault. week. Never heard of him. And it's not even about his music. It's just you're just fascinated yeah. with this guy, this yeah. weird redhead guy who's making there's 57 this phenomenon I knew nothing about. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. That was my fault. And, and then, then, then we got he got hooked because he looked at one of the videos. I mean, the one video has been out 30 days. It's already got, you know, three millions. Million. Of, 300, 300 million. The video videos. to Thinking of You, his official video, has one billion five hundred million views. Jeez. One point five billion views. All from a kid who was a stutterer. Yeah. Who turned into a singer. But I mean, it never. I mean, it looks like Carrot Top. The like dial Carrot down the middle guy. I swear to you, we're going to fight over that. that <laughs> Carrot Top. Except Ed not Sheeran a strong. is so much better right. than Carrot Top. Right. Mm. Carrot Top actually it, works out. This guy, I mean, yeah, he's, just, I mean, he's very talented, very talented very, he guy. Really, yeah. and I, I like his story. Yeah. I like, I like. He's a likable guy. He's coming here uh, to Dallas in August, I think. Which I'm. Are uh, you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Yeah. You should come with us. That would be fun. Yeah, we have a little, little double date. All right. Maybe uh, Jeff, you should. Sh- but what day is it? So, um, you should finish and, your story. You I'll look up his story. <laughs> <laughs> so how many times have we? In any state that we've lived in, we've said, I cannot believe that our representatives would do something that dumb. I mean, are they high? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Are they drunk? Mm-hmm. Well, huh. one of the new representatives in Rhode Island, as an example, was on a radio broadcast. And when asked by, of course, the radio uh, host, uh, Matt Allen, almost the same as Walk Us Through, the final question was, what, uh, what, what's been most surprising to you as you're new, as you're the rookie representative in Rhode Island? Um, I'll tell you what's most surprising, uh, the drinking. It's the drinking that blows my mind. You cannot operate a motor vehicle when you've had two beers, but you can make laws that affect people's lives forever when you're half in the bag. Oh my gosh. I totally believe that. I mean, these guys, I mean, Boehner was famous for this. Boehner was, I mean, again, rumored, but I mean, famous for, he was, he was at the the bar every single night at the same time. Didn't he get in a fight with his bartender or something? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that was the story, right? That he got into an argument with his bartender. Yeah. he had a bartender. Like he had a bartender? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The Speaker of the House has 
<laughs> a bartender? It's good stuff. Uh, by the way, that scene, that, that idea reminds me of, uh, which is coming Great. out soon, by the way, right? Um, the uh, House of Cards, the new season. Yeah. There was a moment oh. of that where, he, where a representative who may have drank a little bit too much tries to do a radio interview. Oh, yes. Which is a classic moment yes, of yes, the yes. show. Yeah, that's early uh, on. I would love really to watch rough. that show. Oh, Darn, it sounds really good. 888 back. You know, North Korea is a problem. They've, they've oh, launched four God. missiles into the Sea of Japan recently. Just four? Yeah, only four. Oh. So maybe we shouldn't get all excited, mm-hmm. but a lot of defense experts think that they're testing a super EMP-equipped nuclear weapon, ah. which would take down our in- electrical grid. This is pretty frightening stuff. Yeah, if you want to get some background on this, go back and watch uh, a For the Record episode we did on this. Maybe even two For the Records on this. um, Plus our friend uh, Chris Stewart. Well, he used to be our friend, then he got mad at us. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) U.S. Congressman Chris Stewart wrote that great book. And and it was centered around an EMP attack. It's fascinating to read, and and maybe you should pick it up. Um, Or don't, because he's not our friend anymore. We know Kim Jong-un will do it. I mean, Kim Jong-un will kill his own brother. He just uh, did. He just did. For really no reason. I mean, the mm-hmm. guy wasn't even trying to get power. He'll, we know he's crazy enough to do something like this. Whether he's going to be capable or not, it seems like they get closer and closer by the minute. Um, our government concluded in a 2008 report that this kind of attack could kill 90% of Americans within, within a year. I didn't screw that up. That stat is actually no, what they concluded. Yeah. If this were to happen, 90% of Americans would die in a year. So here's the thing. You need a survival plan. Seriously. I mean, it, it may not be something as big, but on the other hand, it may. And so your survival starts with having an emergency food supply from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is ready to help you prepare for a power grid failure of this magnitude or something a hell of a lot smaller. Yeah. You're going to need to be prepared for all things across the spectrum, and, and My Patriot Supply could do that for you. Get and you f- can start out small, like you're about to mention, Yeah. with a, a four-week supply. Yeah, 99 bucks for four weeks of food. I mean, but that's a great I would, deal. I would also talk to them about a year supply. And, you know, just see if it's something you can handle. And I think you can do payments. And so you might want to talk to them about it. Yep. 888-411-5290. They're going to ship this to you for free as well. 888-411-5290 or online at preparewiththeblaze.com. It's preparewiththeblaze.com. All right. We have some really good uh, trailers to show you. Apparently, there's some Mm -hmm. interesting stuff coming out. Yeah. Uh, Like a trailer for Geostorm. A network of satellites designed to control the global climate <laughs> start to attack the Earth. Yes, I love the unintended God. consequences. By the way, this things. is from Pat and Stew Productions. <laughs> <laughs> this comes out in October of this year. Here's a, here's a taste. In the future, the technology that controls the weather... Controls the world. Oh my gosh, real life is. Wow. Oh, that's uh, something. Uh, From the producer of Independence Day, so you know it's gotta suck. (laughs) I mean, but it looks good so far. I'd watch this. Yeah. The world. Look at tornadoes all over the place, storms, taken by storm. Ed Harris is in all these. Wow. Oh, I'm totally in all these. I love it. Oh, boy. Tidal wave. Look yes, out. I'm look in. out. Look out. Yeah. 
Big wave, knocking down buildings. Oh, crap. Crap. Birds, planes falling from the sky. Dogs and cats sleeping together. This is actually based on the truth. Based on the uh, truth? Based on the truth. This was, I have a proof positive from Torn NASA. from today's headlines. Ripped from today's headlines. NASA uh, had this mega ship uh, come into view. Yeah. And they've dim- they dimmed the footage again. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Story. What? what do you mean Stupid. a mega ship came into they view? They saw uh, a blip of a, a, a blob. They saw, they saw a blip. You can see right. what they see. Right, you have it? On let's the video it. from NASA. Which is, look at this. Look at that. Look at this. Proof positive mega ship right there. See it? Look right at that. that. Right there. There it is again. Right there. Look at that. And then they realize, oh my gosh. People are watching. We've got to get rid of this. Whoop. Gone. Down goes Frasia. I mean, and it's... I don't see them getting rid of it yet. When Tell me. I mean, well, that's because the guy was asleep and he didn't realize what was going on. I mean, that could be that absolutely be anything. anything. Hey, keep telling yourself that. I'm going to, because it could be absolutely that. anything. That's not a mega ship. That's, that's I don't see the. Why, does it, why are they saying it's a mega ship? What's so mega about it? Because it's supposed to be really big and it just it's looks just like really What's so mega light? about it? It's just really far away? Is that? There's huge. You're embarrassing. I mean that's that's scary right there. You that's saw me, the trailer. NASA propaganda guy. I mean that's me. <laughs> the other thing is, speaking of you and your uh, skepticism, <laughs> did you see the radioactive pigs that are taking over yes. Fukushima? Thank you. I think oh, we there's radioactive the pigs. Well, we did see the radioactive pigs, but there's also running more, them up. There's more evidence on uh, radioactive fish that are creating uh, around there's the globe. More, glo- more a global evidence. Issue. A nature news link. Uh, oh, okay. When Godzilla rolls oh up on our gosh. shore, you're don't gonna, even. Yeah, I, look, I will be wrong. I will say, know. I will come on. When Godzilla say, attacks because of Fukushima, uh, hey, I will right, right, right now in Canada, radioactive salmon are showing up. <laughs> there you go. Okay, because of Fukushima. All right, now. Our source on that is. Stu well, and I. The particular story that I'm talking about comes from. Uh, I can't, can't make out what it says right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're such can't a Can't make it out. Uh, I am. Here is, uh, you know, I'm excited for Geostorm, excited for Star Wars. I'm really excited for this. Uh, we may be the only two people on the western <laughs> half portion of the, of the Mississippi River that are excited about this. But we've, we've, we've long listened to Mike and the Mad Dog. Yes, uh, legendary sports radio hosts in uh, New York City. Um, and, and seriously, they're not even syndicated. They're just on one station in New York. Yeah, now they Mike, were. Mad they're, Dog is now on uh, Sirius uh, yeah. XM. Um, and Mike did a lot. Of, has done a lot of national stuff. But I was watching a show a little bit the other day. He oh yeah, is still, the baseball show. Yeah, just yeah, it's a very. It's just. Whacked. It's an odd delivery for television. Uh huh. Um, but of course, people love him. Jeffy's on it. Guy makes like five million dollars a year. Yeah. So yeah. it works. He's great. Um, anyway, works. so the, so thirty for thirty from ESPN is doing a documentary on Mike and the Mad Dog. I could not be more excited about anything in the world. Um, but they actually, you hear some audio here from their first show, and whether you know these guys or not. <laughs> It's just interesting from a radio perspective, and we've all been you know, in radio for a long time. Their first show together, they have some footage, and you can just tell they can't stand each other at the beginning. <laughs> like, they already hate each other on show one. Uh, let's watch. September 5, 1989 is going to be the first show. Now, he and I never do a practice show together. We never have a warm-up show. We barely had a meeting. I don't care about one game, dog. Say it again, one game. That doesn't mean anything. Can I talk for a second? Yeah, but who cares about one game? Can I talk? Maybe the fans do. I don't care if you do. Maybe some of the fans do. Maybe they do. I hope they heard it already, but go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) The first day, you know, to be quite honest, it didn't turn out too well. 
I can't understand what Chris is saying. Mike is stepping all over him. They're not really, they're not meshing. You want to say that's all injury. I mean, well, this is going to last year. What is it that, if it's not the home run, what stands out? Can I talk? It was a two-person <laughs> show with one man trying to dominate it, which was Francesa. I never thought that at that time that dog could stand dog to me in a sports argument. I never thought he could. I walked out of there and I said, geez, I need a stiff drink. This is going to be freaking hard. That was uncomfortable listening to you. And you're right. That got a little acid. You're right. Yeah. Francesca showed no respect for Russo, which is not good. And this marriage which is not good. Yeah. I got home that night and my, and my wife huh. looked at me and she said, I'm ready to watch home. this whole thing right now. Just I said, <laughs> terribly. She, what do you mean? I'm listening to it. It's fabulous. I said, do you think so? She said, I've never heard anything like it. Heck yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Only in New York would that work. Yeah. Only yeah. in New York do you have these two guys with big time heavy northeastern accents. I don't know if it's it's like a mismatch of uh, the Bronx mixed with Boston and it's, it's slammed into each other somewhere in the middle. Some Jersey in there. It, yeah, a little bit of New Jersey, and and they both. They, you know, they're just New York through and through, and I, I don't think that would work anywhere else. Yeah, but I mean... I, 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 I couldn't stop listening to him. Oh, yeah. I love it, and I can't not wait to watch this. Yeah, uh, Because, be I mean, great. the old shows and everything will be fantastic. And 30 for 30 always does a great job. They do a great job. I mean, those documentaries, almost all of them are really good. Um, there's been a couple that are just okay, but most of them are really, really good. It's fun, too, because, you know, when you're doing a show with somebody and you hate them, that makes it tough. That makes it really tough. Really tough. Uh, Glenn's been down that road many times. Well, I mean, we, he hates us and with, with a purple poison. Absolutely. And, and as yeah. you know, you, Pat, <laughs> you and I do the show every day with Jeffy. So Right, exactly. I mean, that's really the easiest piece of evidence. Right. Um, and a current piece. We despise him. Oh, my God. I mean, we so are hard to do this way show. nicer on the air than we are off the air. Way nicer. Yeah, right. We censor about 95% yeah, because we'd we, like we to say to We want to act like we're friends and stuff, but we're not. <laughs> um, we really you despise You want to act him. like you're Right, like when, the, when we, yeah. yeah, on the air. This is this is oh. us acting as if we like to. Oh. It's just at least as close as we can get. Like, for example, if you were like a, uh, you know, a white supremacist mm -hmm. and you had to act on the air as if you absolutely loved black people, people might sense a little bit uh, that you're not, it's not, not authentic, or, yeah, you know? Yeah. And sometimes I think people say, wait a minute, they don't seem like they really love Jeffy. I think people get that from us occasionally. Do you um, think so? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I've heard it. I've heard it huh. before. Um, oh, no, it was mostly from Jeffy, though. Listen, was... I, can, I can tell that I don't buy it. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. So, you don't buy okay. that we like you? Oh, because we're trying so hard. I don't know how we can go any so, further than this. So, I already so. feel like I'm lying every I mean, what do you want? An Academy Award from us? Triple eight seven two seven. back More patents to coming up in a minute. I, by the way, on the other side of this break, I'm going to show you the craziest, dumbest idiot of all time. Is this a Darwin Award thing? Yeah, where he, this guy nice. risks his life in a way you're not going to believe. Hi, it's Pat and Stewart, triple eight seven two seven. So this has been uh, going around Twitter a little bit. Uh, this video, and it's completely crazy. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard. It all, you're going to look at this and think it's photoshopped, and I don't know. Maybe it is. It's that crazy. Like I can't believe I've seen some videos like this before, um, and uh, you know, I think they're real. This one appears to be real to me too, but I mean, God, it only knows. Watch this moron walk out on the ledge of this building. Oh, yeah. 
Oh gosh. I'm getting, I, I feel like I'm gonna fall off my chair just <laughs> looking at that. Oh my. Watch God. the things he does here. Gosh. That, I mean, seriously, that is making me dizzy. Yeah. Watch his fingers here. That's hitting me right where I live. Yeah, it's actually hard to watch. It is. One hand. Oh my, oh my gosh. Okay, I can't, I can't even watch that thing. Jeez. Isn't that crazy? Ah! <laughs> that is unbelievable. Why would you do that? I don't know. Unless you have a death wish. You, you yeah. don't care if you live or die. And how do you get to the point where you're comfortable enough to try it I, the first man, time? Man, I don't know. Circus performer First. maybe or something? Yeah. I guess. It's just maybe. nuts. I mean, it really is hard to watch. Wow. Really hard. I seriously was losing my balance in this chair. <laughs> and we're not there. Right. <laughs> He's actually wow. on the ledge. But I mean, it didn't look photoshopped, right? It looks real. No, it looks real. Uh, I mean, that was, uh, that's not a good idea. Mm, that's freaky. I would not, you know, again, don't try that. At, at home. home. No. Um, of course, you probably don't have a ledge like that at home anyway, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Um, we have uh, spoons coming up in just a minute. Quickly, I wanted to, uh, to hit this as well. This is um, an interesting experiment they tried at NYU. And the reason they had tried it is interesting because they assumed gender bias. They believed that the reason Hillary Clinton lost is because she's a woman and Donald Trump's a man. And a woman, if a woman acted like Donald Trump, you'd never get away with it. And if a man acted like Hillary Clinton... Uh, it would be completely fine with society. Mm -hmm. So they decided to switch roles, and they had uh, people act out the parts of the actual debate with the exact language, hand gestures, exact words, and reverse the role. So a woman is playing Donald Trump, and a man is playing Hillary Clinton. Watch, and I'll tell you what the results were. I know how to really work to get new jobs and to get exports that help to create more new jobs. But you haven't done it in 30 years, in 26 years. Well, I have been a senator, Brenda, and I have been a secretary of state, and I have done a lot. One of the worst (laughs) trade deals to ever happen to the manufacturing industry. You go to England, you go to Ohio, Pennsylvania, you go anywhere you want, Secretary Gordon, and you will see devastation where manufacturers down 30, 40, sometimes 50 percent. That is the worst trade deal maybe ever signed anywhere, but certainly ever signed in this country. And now you want to approve trade. It's really got the gesture down. You were totally in favor of it. Then you heard what I was saying, how bad it is, and you said, I can't win that debate. But you know that if you did win, you would approve that, and that would be almost as bad as NAFTA. Nothing will ever top NAFTA. That that is just not accurate. I uh, was against it once it was finally negotiated and the terms were laid out. I wrote about that. You called it the gold standard. I wrote about well, you I called hope it the gold standard of trade. And you know what? You said it's the finest deal you've ever seen. No. Then you heard what I was saying, and all of a sudden you were against it. Well, I know you live in your own reality, Brenda, oh, but yeah. that is not the facts. <laughs> the facts are I did say I hoped it would be a good deal, but when it was negotiated, not. which I was not responsible for, I concluded it wasn't. That's... <laughs> he's nice. actually good as Clinton, too. I mean, yeah, he nails huh? he her is. gestures, her, her yeah, he creepy does. smile thing that she's doing. Um, the funny yeah. thing is, after... They actually the, did that pretty well. Really well. Yeah. I mean, uh, it yeah. really is uh, pretty accurate. The, funny the memorization thing, that had to go into that is yeah. amazing. All the hand gestures, and, and, and remembering that debate, mm. I mean, they talked over each other at the exact same time. They did a really good job with that. The funny thing about it is, afterwards, what they found was people were off-put by the guy Hillary Clinton and liked the girl Donald Trump. Seriously. They huh. actually liked so her. So they disproved their own theory? They disproved their own theory and admitted it. 
Uh, they were like, you know, oh, this didn't turn out the way. I honestly thought I was going to hate uh, I, I hate wow. the, uh, the, the female Donald Trump character, wound up liking the female Donald Trump and hating the obviously fake and stilted male Hillary Clinton. Uh, kind of crazy that they would That's admit great. that, but I mean, good for them for doing it. But you could tell, he, he says it the same way, uh, the same weird delays. The uh, yeah. They said they found really disconcerting watching the male Hillary Clinton with the fake smiles all the time. And that was a big problem for Hillary. You know, and for me, um, I dislike both of them, just like in real life. <laughs> so that worked out perfectly. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it really did. That's a good experiment. Uh, we have um, also, this uh, has come out. Uh, this is amazing. Do you remember the gigantic uh, uh, president, uh, the Trump gigantic head cake that he had right after? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Or right around, the, I guess it was election night, because they had the party and they had a big cake. And you saw them wheeling the cake through a trimmed Trump Tower, a uh, bizarre moment where you... Because, I mean, again, what's the end game there? You're cutting the cake, which means you're cutting your head. Right. Right? Like, someone's yeah. slicing your head off. That's the yeah. end of a head cake. Right. It's, not a good, it's not a good way to go. Uh, but I guess, uh, back in the day, President Taft, um, who we know pretty much as um, overweight, overweight. Uh, was... Uh, he had a giant pie, and, it, and the pie had some interesting features. Watch. He loved pie. We know that. <laughs> I would have guessed that. 1909, <laughs> a New York, New York Bakers Association made him a 50-pound pie for Thanksgiving. He was very excited about that. Jeffy, you'd be excited about a 50-pound pie. Yeah. <laughs> the pie never made it to Taft's table. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. Oh, oh no. my gosh. A thief stole the massive meal somewhere in Rome. His name I mean, how was I supposed to know that it was the president's <laughs> pie? <laughs> it was a true presidential tragedy. And so the flag was at half-mast. When Christmas rolled around, Baker's Association wanted to make up for it. The Baker's so Association. They baked Taft a 92-pound Think pie. about it. Taft wasn't going to take any chances this time. He, uh... <laughs> I know he brought it pie the was escorted pie. by a team of armed guards. Yeah, you couldn't get it, man. We <laughs> That's tried. That's pretty funny. For added security, it was locked in an iron-bound case. <laughs> Don't mess with it. President Taft's pie. Yes. Uh, mince pie. Can you imagine a 92-pound mince pie? That's really Especially gross. in that era. That is just nasty. nasty yeah, that does not sound good. Uh, by the way, uh, We should save is... the Mexican story for when we do spoons. Yeah, yeah. Would that, would that be reasonable? Yeah, let's do that. We'll take a break. We have uh, Hertz Donut Company. Oh, listen they... to the different kinds they have. Yeah, let, let's get a little preview of this before we go to break. S'mores. <laughs> Cookie Monster. <laughs> Something with pretzels and Oreos. That's oh. what the actual flavor says. Churro? Uh, oh, God. Birthday cake. Wow. Cocoa Puffs. Fruity Pebbles. Red Velvet. Okay. Nerds. Donuts. And do we have actual samples of all of these? Yes. Strawberry and Fruit all right, Loops. Let's get to it. I'm going to stop talking right now. Get, get off the screen. Let's go. Go to commercial immediately. We're coming back. Get as out. As soon as we possibly can. Bring in the donuts. Spoons. Hey! We are very excited about today's you spoons. You aren't kidding. This uh, might be the greatest spoons episode of all time. Now, remember, we do this for science. We don't do it this because we want to eat. We do this for you to no. try things so that you can understand what they taste like. Um, and today is Hertz uh, Donut Company. Normally, we don't even like sweets. No, we don't. We're not. We, we just. Usually, it's a big salads for us. Big uh, salads, a lot of vegetables, um, a lot of roughage. Right. So, here, this, first of all, I want to comment on the logo. 
It's called Hertz Donuts. They're trying to illustrate that, and they put a Band-Aid on their donut. I know it's cute. It's just, it's just no, like that's not appetizing. That makes me think I'm biting into a, a donut oh, and right? getting a Band-Aid. Yeah, that's that's awesome. you probably shouldn't have any. Then bring them over here. No, let me fix the problem of what, if you're not if you don't so far think this is a good idea to try these. Watch this. Ready? Here we go. Oh my! This. Oh Look at that. my God! Look at that! Look at these. That's just this nuts. This is insanity. Oh wow. Each that. one of these has got to be like three pounds. That red velvet got to be screaming to you. How right? will oh, we yes. be you able it, to it eat it? Okay, so what, what I think we need to do is just cut, cut, pieces, cut pieces and we can just try as many as come we here, can. Jim. Just come um, over here with us. We'll try with start with some of these uh, more uh, re- uh, regular flavors maybe. All right. I don't know what this one is. It has This one has legitimately mm. Reese's Pieces on it. On the donut. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this looks good too. Don't touch. I don't want your little hands. On. Oh, you won't be able to eat that whole one? Darn it. Mm, no. Okay. Mmm. Mmm. So that's a peanut butter donut right there. Mm-hmm. Oh peanut butter God. frosting. With little Reese's Pieces on it. Mm-hmm. Some delicious frosting. Mm-hmm. No, oh, yeah. No way. Very You're good. a dozen of these on your own. No. The cake is... <laughs> the donut oh itself is somewhat dense. Yeah, mm-hmm. very good. Um, let's try. Uh, what should we? It's hard to pick. So, they look so good. Okay, here's a cinnamon. Sh- looks like a cinnamon sugar one, maybe. That's why they remind me of you, Jeff. Oh, this is churro. They're dense. Churro. Thank you. Sorry, I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna no, but them. We don't have enough time to get we, for me to do this uh, beautifully. Okay, <coughs> mm. there we go. So churro donut. Uh, churro donut. You know, cinnamon sugar. I, I, I like the churro thing. Oh. Very oh, good. This is like a Mexican donut, then, sort of, right? <laughs> yes. We've allowed it across the border. Darn oh, that's really. I Darn like that better than the first it's one. Really, Me too. Oh yes, that's delicious. Um, mm. Cookie Monster donut. I mean, sure. I think it's just nice, nice cinnamony, churroy. Let's like. Let's try this one. This is cocoa puffs. Now this one looks like, you know, there's a couple different kinds of donuts. You got the uh, sort of airy donut, and the and the cake donut. The first two that we've tried have been like the cake variety, where like. Yeah. That's a real Jeffy slice I just gave you. Um, you know, where it's really dense, and at times like those, you can't oh. eat as many of those. Mm-hmm. You know, here's a cocoa puffs donut. Mmm. Mmm. I like this one less than the churro. The churro, is yeah. Good. Yeah. Because the cocoa puffs. Cocoa puffs a little stale. Mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. The chocolate's just okay on that one. Not um, great. No, not, not a great one. Churro is good though. Let's try the. Um, we'll try Fruit Loop one. Okay, Fruit Loops. We'll, we'll go with another cereal variety. Mm-hmm. Now, <coughs> this is uh, guys. Don't try this at home. I'm a little disturbed the fact that. Your hands are on all over food. But I know, but I don't know how, how to solve that. Yeah, don't we don't have it. enough time. Here, why don't I put, just put that over there? Do you guys <laughs> that's, that's beautifully done. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, you ooh, there's, is this sauce? Oh, apart. this sauce is from that. Right? Seriously, just tear yeah. it apart. I don't, I don't care about your little knife thing. Mm. There you go. Yeah, let's try that. This is a uh, Fruit Loops donut. I've never had a Fruit Loops donut. I would say it's the same problem with the cereal donuts. Yep. Maybe if you were there and the cereal's being applied right away, no, but fruit, but cereal does not get stale in an hour. Right. It's already. But it's like, there should be crunch to this, right? Yeah, there's no crunch to it. And there's not. So the cereal ones, I might, if, I, if I'm at this place, I'm thinking of staying away from the cereal donuts. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're good. Unless they're actual fresh donuts. I mean, fresh cereal. Right. Um, now, this is uh, the king for me. Uh, a red velvet donut. Ooh. Here, I want to just move this whole thing over here. Sorry. Um, and uh, as you know, I'm a red velvet fiend. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, about 80% of the food I eat is red. <laughs> oh, they're really good. Oh, wow. That's a, like a cream cheese. Mm-hmm. Oh, icing yeah. on it? Mm. It's almost mm. not even icing. It's just like cream cheese. It's cream cheese. Mm. Good, though. It's like actual cream cheese that you put on a bagel. Mm-hmm. It's a little sweeter, than More, that, but not mm-hmm. by much. Not much. Okay. Um, 
Real savory taste to that. That's good, though. <laughs> Here, why don't we give you the... Because these... Are, I'm, I'm not a pretzel guy, so why don't you take that one? You can do that on your own. Um, and then uh, s'mores. We'll kind of pass this oh. over to the Jeffy area. Oh, with the, oh look the at the s'mores. big bone dust. Yeah. Come on. You can't do s'mores? What a shame. <laughs> I'm sorry to now, hear I don't know that. This that one. is unfortunate, Stu. <laughs> I don't know what this one is, but... Uh, a s'mores donut. Oh. We're just going to try them all here. Now, it's funny. Mm-hmm. So far, we've had... A, a, this is... What we've eaten so far is approximately Thanksgiving dinner, mm. uh, calorie-wise. Uh, no. Mm. No way. S'mores mm. is great. S'mores are good. The s'mores is probably my favorite. Next and then the churro. The churro. Yeah. yeah. Birthday cake. I think this is a birthday cake. It's okay. It's Again, it's like a cake donut with icing, so well, you kind of know the vibe The s'mores is really good, though. Uh, Fruit Loops donut. Mm, now we've had mm. some bad luck with the cereal ones, yeah, cereal ones so far. But yeah. uh, I'm guessing you're going to find the same thing with that. It's not going to be. Crunchy. What is this one? <clears throat> That's pink. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It's this a pink donut. This is Thank not you. a television show, by the way. We're just eating. <laughs> Because we're not even assessing the deal. No. He's like, mmm, that's good. Okay, oh, that's give me more. Good. <laughs> okay, Cookie Monster. Last one. I'm going to give the whole thing a 15. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Stu? Yeah. Let's, Although, let's... Uh, you know, I'm a little disappointed in the cereal donuts. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know. Down. I'm going to go with a, I'll go with a 13 out of 18. They're okay. very good. They're good. Uh, Tell you one thing. They're dense. If you don't like dense donuts, you yeah. don't like these. I like the lighter donuts better. Um, mm-hmm. Out of the group, this one is pretty good. The Cookie Monster thing, and then I think in a couple weeks I'll be ready to eat again. Shut so, up and give a number. A little dairy pure milk. Give a number. Could be colder. Give a number. With a colder milk, it'd be a little bit better. I don't know. A colder milk. What yeah. does that have to do with what they well, made? Well, it adds the to the adds to the 